A new VIP client of mine hired me because she wants to enroll more clients at higher prices than she's been charging. She wants to end this year with significantly higher income. Can you relate? She's been getting clients through LinkedIn posts and deserves a lot of credit for the connective way she has been using that platform. But some of her clients that hire her just aren't ideal, and many of her new clients are low-hanging fruit. In other words, colleagues from her previous corporate career. And that flow will taper off soon. Also, she's tired of rejection. It flags her confidence, and she puts a lot of pressure on herself, which doesn't help. I think all of these things are related. So we've been talking about how she can shift what she's doing and thinking to attract more clients who are ideal at prices that will sustain her business. The solution might surprise you. Find the full transcript at prosperouscoach.com slash 224. You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast, a free resource for new coaches since 2018, created by me, Rhonda Hess. I have a talent for breaking complex things into easier steps, and I love helping you choose a smart coaching niche and launch your business with confidence. I began mentoring coaches in 2006 after five years of training coaches at Coach Training Alliance, where I designed the certification program. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing, and don't forget to go back to the earliest episodes for incremental learning. Now, let's roll this episode. Hey coaches, what do you think are the three things new coaches long for the most? You know it, more clients, more income, and more confidence to get them. I completely get that. I still remember my early years in business feeling deeply frustrated to the point of tears sometimes that I could work so hard and have so little to show for it. And of course, In retrospect, I know why all of those things eluded me for so long. You know what I'm going to say, right? It's 75% mindset and 25% right action. Mindset drives all success. Mindset drives confidence, client enrollment, and income. So let's start with mindset, yours and your prospective clients. See, what I know for sure is that the way you feel about yourself comes through in three things, how you understand or fail to understand your ideal clients, what you charge, and how you feel about what you charge for your program. What you say and how you feel about what you say to your audience. With just a quick look at my client's recent LinkedIn posts, I could tell she was failing to show that she understands her audience. Her posts were not speaking to anyone in particular. All the specifics were taken out. Everything was soft, bland, vague, and sweet. And that is why she was attracting her past colleagues. People who already knew, liked, and trusted her were connecting. And by the way, when she was offering lower prices, they were snapping those offers up. But that's not good in the long run because What she was doing was not sustainable, and look, she has two little kids at home and needs to earn well for the hours she serves. And there's something else going on. 
By selling her services at unsustainable prices, she was psyching herself out about her worth. And that energy alone is enough to make it difficult for people who do not already know, like, and trust her to invest even at her lower fees. So her confidence was slipping away with each no. And guess what? The ones that didn't know her who were signing up were not ideal and demonstrating that by not investing in their own growth. They weren't doing the work, which is no fun for a coach. So let me summarize what needs fixing. First, offering services for low fees engenders feelings of low worth. Two, low self-worth comes across subliminally and keeps ideal prospects from saying yes. Three, pressuring yourself to enroll more clients when you feel low worth doesn't work. Let off the pressure. You're not a pressure cooker. And four, messages that are generic don't build the no-like trust factor, and only people already there will enroll. So what needs to change? Well, it starts with charging and getting behind coaching prices that will sustain your business. So the first thing is do the math to understand what you need to charge to earn sustainably. Episode number 57 is called Coach. Is it time to give yourself a raise? And it explains a practical way to price your services with the right mindset behind it. Listen to that episode next. And then two, get fully behind your price. Believe that you deserve to earn well. And know that to a degree, the more you charge, the better clients you will attract. I know it doesn't compute, but it's true. When the price is a stretch, your clients invest in themselves and get more value from your coaching. And number three, use words that inspire your ideal clients to know, like, and trust you. How? Well, first, you know, you target a viable, unique audience and you learn what's most important to them in their words. Then contextualize all of your messages to their circumstances. Use keywords. Use their words. Look, it doesn't matter if you're a wellness coach and you're targeting parents, definitely you're using language, right, that talks about parenting and kids and all of that. Use those words. Use their words, what they've said to you. But that doesn't mean, of course, that you aren't going to also use some of the wellness words. It's just that if you're a wellness coach and you put out wellness coaching language out there, that's very generic and there's lots of competition for you. So you're not standing out. And then four, speak to your avatar. You've heard this word. Your avatar is one person who represents your ideal client in every way. Episode number 187 has 25 powerful questions to ask yourself about your most ideal client. It's worth it to take the time to create your avatar profile. Then be sure that everything you write you know, whether it's a social post or a blog or, or something on your website, everything is addressing this person, the avatar, just one person. Can you imagine how, if it sounds like you're talking to one person, then you're going to reach them, you're going to connect with them. 
just like you do when you're having a conversation with one person. So there's two big writing mistakes coaches make. One is trying to cover it all. All audiences, all scenarios, all challenges, all possible scenarios and challenges that relate to that, all outcomes, you know, by dumbing down the language and stripping out specifics. The reality is that everyone is scrolling fast and it is only through relevance using specific language for your audience and what they relate to that you're going to attract attention from those you really want to serve. The other mistake is to slip in words, we and our, from time to time. You think you're being kind and taking the pressure off of your reader by commiserating, by lumping yourself in with them. But really, it comes across as patronizing. Don't use we and our in your messages. Stick with you and your and occasionally I when you're sharing vulnerability. That's the way to do that. Think about it. Do you ever slip into using we and our language when you're having a conversation with a friend? No. So don't do it with your avatar either. Speak directly to them and about them in specific terms. So there's good news from my client. One week after we talked through these adjustments, she enrolled her first client into her program at the significantly increased price. And I was congratulating her. You can do this too. Stay inspired and make things happen. Thanks for listening today. You are awesome. And it's time for your coaching audience to know that. If you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other coaches. Your kindness will come back to you. Learn more about how I help coaches choose a smart niche and launch with confidence at prosperouscoachblog.com. Joel Bass wrote my theme music. Thanks, Joel.